Most people don't know what's holding them back, but you do because you listen to me, Sam, your self-care guru and journal junkie. Welcome to Journal Entries, your safe place where you can tune in weekly to get tips, tricks, and journal prompts to uncover your feelings, gain clarity, and make your move. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's journal entry. I like to type up some notes for these episodes just so that I can stay on track because I truly can be like a squirrel and just go off in so many different directions. So I was typing up these notes for this week's episode yesterday and literally broke out in a sweat. I don't remember a time that that's ever happened to me where I was that aware of it. I I actually remember, actually, this is kind of gross. I have to share it anyways, because I started, I (laughs) was like, my pits are like really watery right now. Like what is happening? And I even like wiped underneath to be like, is this sweat? Like what is happening? Anyways, I probably should have applied some more deodorant because it's likely going to happen. But the reason that I believe I was sweating yesterday and likely will sweat. What an awkward way to start off a podcast episode is because it is National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. I have opened up a bit in the past about my experiences with binge eating. And I would say that most people are surprised to hear that I ever struggled with any form of disordered eating. It was something that I struggled with for many years, many, many years. And I wanted to use this platform and also this week to share my story in hopes that it inspires others, especially if someone is listening that is currently struggling. I think that hearing stories, at the very least, you just don't feel so alone And I'll share a little bit more about that later, but that was like the breaking point for me is when I found something that made me feel like I wasn't this crazy person that was just stuffing my face. Like it was a real thing and I I didn't feel so alone and it. And it was just a beautiful thing that was the start of me accepting myself and actually recovering. So I'm going to share my story with you, but also I'm going to be sharing a journal prompt with you that really got me to explore my relationship with food. So stay tuned for that at the end. I was trying to think back of when exactly I started binging and why I started binge eating. And I truly don't know. I I know that it did start my senior year of high school, and I'm pretty sure it was because that was when I noticed my body started to change. You know, like our bodies change. We grow from like a child (laughs) to a woman. And I think that that was the time that my body was just like growing bigger in different ways. And I really wanted to keep it small. I just wanted to be skinny and I wanted a thigh gap. And that was like all I was focused on. Also at that time, I was in a two and a half year-ish relationship that started to go south. And I found myself eating my emotions because 
I didn't know how, I don't even think I let myself believe that the relationship was going south. I just knew that like something was off and I never talked about it, even with my boyfriend. <laughs> I never like acknowledged it. Anyways, so I turned to food. That along with the constant goal to lose weight, which at the time I think was just like 10 pounds, I came up with a plan to just restrict what I ate and to work out more. I faintly remember going to the school gym after classes and running on the treadmill and like playing around on some of the equipment that they had. But I definitely, I have vivid memories of weighing myself on the scale and seeing the scale go up and feeling so much like judgment and shame and like, what is happening? Like, I must have to eat less. And I knew that I was eating my emotions and eating more than I should. So eating less was like the only answer in my head. There was no healthy balance of like, no, just eat a healthy amount and work out a healthy amount. It was like, no, I know that I'm eating an abundance of cookies. So I need to restrict. And so my whole focus was counting calories. And that really created a black and white mentality for me. People think, or at least I think people think that binge eating is related to food consumption, which it is. But at least for me, it was triggered from just that. It was triggered because I was trying so heavily to restrict what I was binge eating. So a lot of binge eaters, I believe, are we have this binge restrict cycle and that it's a cycle, which is why it's so hard to break out of. And it is that black and white mentality. We're either restricting and in a restrict phase or we're binging and in a binge phase. And it can last for a variety of different times. I remember specifically, for some reason, the memory that pops in my head is I was eating dinner with my family, but the memory is of um, homemade mac and cheese. My mom makes the best macaroni and cheese. And I remember that was what was being served for dinner. And I was hungry for seconds, but instead of getting another plate, I would just go over to the stovetop and kind of like pick my fork at whatever was left instead of getting a plate because I felt like I would eat less that way. Did I eat less? or more, I, I don't know. <laughs> but in my mind, picking was better than a serving of food. I also believed that I, quote unquote, shouldn't eat cookies. And so if I ate them, I would eat as many as I could so that I wouldn't want them or there wouldn't be any left for me to eat later or tomorrow. Again, black and white mentality. So I was just trying to eat it all to get rid of it. And tomorrow I would start the diet or tomorrow I would stop eating the cookies or sweets. Sweets is the commonality. Sweets and carbs was my go-to. I also remember being home one night. I don't know. I think this was high school. High school or maybe my 
first year of college, but I remember being home and just sneaking into the kitchen to take a frozen dessert out of the freezer and eating it into the kitchen, being super, super quiet. So no one would see or hear before going back to watch TV with the rest of the family. All of these things I did in private. And it was because I felt like everyone was judging me based on how much I ate. And even that others would be impressed if I didn't eat a lot. Looking back, absolutely no one was judging me. (laughs) I was judging myself and I was impressed if I only had a salad or half of a salad for lunch. But in the moment, that's how I felt. I was just so ashamed. And it carried into college and post-grad and I think it really lasted until 2018. So a solid 10 to 12 years of my life was in this binge and restrict cycle. It definitely got worse when I lived on my own because I could go to the grocery store whenever I wanted and get whatever I wanted and eat whatever I wanted without anyone else ever knowing. The meal plans that I would make myself when I was living on my own was so sparse or lacking in nutrients because there was a time where I was just focused on calorie-free foods. So I would have like a salad for lunch with calorie-free dressing or calorie, calorie-free everything. It, and that stuff was so disgusting, but I was just all about like not eating a lot of calories that I was inevitably hungry or hangry, most likely. And I always chose the unhealthy option when I did get hungry. My sister once asked me, actually, both of my sisters have asked me, when did you consider it binging versus overeating? Or how did you know that you were binging? versus overeating, because there are definitely times that I overeat, but I don't think that I binge. And I took a second to think of that because it's a valid question. I think that overeating is so common, like on holidays, so many people overeat. And there is a distinction between overeating and binging. It might be different for everybody. For me, it came down to my intentions and emotions around food. I, like I've said a few times now, I felt so much shame and judgment around food restriction and food consumption that I hid any food that I did eat that seemed unnecessary. So my intention, so those were the emotions and my intentions would vary. Sometimes I would plan a binge. Like I would tell myself like, this is the last day that I'll eat this food or this food group. And then I'll start fresh tomorrow or tomorrow, or maybe I won't get donuts at the store after I finish all of the donuts that I get today. (laughs) Um, So when I would plan a binge like this on that day, I would go to the store 
And I would literally get whatever my heart desired. I would just go up and down the aisles. And often it was sweets like Pop-Tarts, ice cream, Nutella, cereal, donuts. Those are some of my go-tos. And I would come home and I would try to eat it all, or at least I would try to eat it all within a given time frame. So maybe it wasn't all within that day, but all within two days, like the weekend or a cup of a few days. And sometimes it would turn into like a full week because once you start, you just can't stop. So it would just trigger, tr- trigger, trigger multiple binges. And if I ran out of that food, but I was still in the middle of a binge, I would go back to the store and get like more Pop-Tarts to be able to like, sat- I feel like I'm saying like a lot, to satisfy the binge that I was currently in. Other times it was more isolated incidents. One day I was craving cookies in the afternoon and I remember texting my partner at the time that I was baking them partially because I was excited to bake the cookies and partially for accountability because I knew that if I said that he would then expect some when he got home from work. I ended up eating all of the cookies all of them. They were the mini break and bake Toll House cookies, which are so easy to eat, but I ate all of them. And when he came home, I told them that I burned them and I threw them out. But really, I was just ashamed that I ate so many. And I also remember I didn't even want to eat all of them. I just ate so many of them that there were only about like four left. There weren't many left. And I was like, at this point, He's going to know that I ate this many cookies and judge me for that. Like I have to finish them. I, or, or I have to do something so that he, he thinks that they're all gone. So that's why I finished them once. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll share two more memories with you. (laughs) They're all bubbling up. Once I bought pop tarts at the store because I was craving them, of course, and I ate them in the car. I ate some in the car on the way home, but I felt ashamed for eating them in the car on the way home. And I didn't want to explain the fact that I opened them and had a pack. And so I ate as many as I could given the time and given my stomach. (laughs) And then I threw the rest away before entering the house. Isn't this crazy? This is wild. Anyways, Last experience, I think, that I'll share with you is one that I think about often because I remember it so vividly. And it's one that I'm really like, wow, this, like the mindset that I was in. Anyways, I, I don't know if you've heard of the restaurant DiBella's. It's a sub shop. They have really good subs, but they have even better cookies. And their cookies are massive, but they also have an option to get like these mini cookies, which I would say they're slightly smaller than regular sized cookies. And the mini cookies come in containers. So you can't just buy a mini cookie. They come in a container of like 24, I think. 
And I remember really, really craving them when I went to go get a sub, but I didn't, I never let myself get the cookie, right? And so one day I had a doctor's appointment in the afternoon and I decided to leave work a little earlier so that I could go to Debella's and I got myself a plastic container of those 24 mini cookies and I ate all but three prior to walking into the doctor's office. All but three. I specifically got them at that point and I ate them during that time because I knew that I wouldn't likely gain weight from, I, I knew that I I would likely gain weight from it, but that I wouldn't gain weight from it in those 20 minutes in within that driving before I got weighed at the doctor's office. Weighing at the doctor's office, that's a whole other thing. I was always trying to be like losing weight every time I went to the doctor's office, which I never did because of my binge restrict cycles. But I was like, this is the perfect time to eat all of these cookies because I can't gain weight in 20 minutes before going to the doctor's office. Anyways, I felt so sick as you could assume, but I did eat the final three cookies or however many it was when I got back into my car. Wild thinking about the mindset that I was in to justify all of those experiences, but it was very, very real for me in, in all of those times. During each of those phases of my life and the different experiences that I shared with you, I was different sizes at all of them. I don't think that you could tell by looking at me that I was in a binging phase or not, or a restricting phase. I think that it's really important to note that eating disorders affect individuals of all different sizes all different shapes, ages, races, genders, like literally everything. And they are triggered for all sorts of reasons as well. And you never know who might be struggling with their relationship to food in any way, even if it's not a quote unquote eating disorder, but their relationship to food can be so nuanced. And I think it's something that, especially females, but like I just said, all genders deal with this. I think that it's something that all females should um, tune into and ask themselves about and explore at some point. Now, though, after all of that, I would say, going back to my intentions and emotions around food, my intentions are to fuel my body, but also to fuel my soul. And there aren't really any emotions attached to food at all, which is like freeing to think and just to say, because there were so many emotions that equaled food that were attached to food. Like it was like, So now to think that I can eat food and not feel any particular emotion is just so freeing. And I believe now that all food is good food. There are some foods that are 
good for your body and others that are good for your soul, right? And when I eat or overeat, I don't associate any guilt anymore, which is so nice because I do overeat from time to time still. But I honestly would say that I have not had a binge or haven't binge ate since 2018. I truly can't remember one. I can't remember a time that I would refer to a binge since then. A couple months ago, even, I bought a jar of Nutella, love, and I definitely went into my kitchen and grabbed my biggest spoon out of my drawer and took a few massive spoonfuls and licked it clean, like a lot of Nutella, like maybe even half the jar (laughs) with no guilt. And it didn't impact any of my other food choices that day because I had so much Nutella I didn't think, oh, I should not eat dinner or only have a salad for dinner or anything like that. I thought, wow, that was a lot of Nutella. Don't feel too great right now, but I'm still going to have dinner. I'm still going to get my workout in. And that was a really amazing place to be. Even more recently, this happened maybe a few weeks ago, I was in Target And I purchased these mini ice cream sandwiches because they caught my eye when I was in the store. And I know some of you that listen, use the Fetch app. I got extra points when I purchased them through Fetch, which is so silly. But I was like, ooh, might as well. (laughs) Anyway, so I purchased them and I got home and I put them in the freezer and I forgot they were even in there for two days for two days, unheard of for the old Sam. And I bought those like maybe four weeks ago, five weeks ago, and there are still two left in there. And I think there was only six. So the fact that I have some left speaks volumes. And that is one of my best tips for someone who is struggling with binge eating is that it's really helped me to allow all foods into my house and not demonizing any foods. At first, when I did this, when I did allow all the foods into my house, all the ice cream, all the cookies, I did eat a lot of the quote unquote bad foods, but over time they became normal and expected and I no longer craved them. Hence, ice cream sandwiches still in my freezer. So now I want to go into what really, really, really helped me with my recovery. First and foremost, this is where I started to feel heard. And it was a book called Food, the Good Girl's Drug. Reading this book, like the first chapter had me in tears because I never opened up to anyone about binge eating. At one point, I was on message boards, (laughs) like chat rooms. That really dates me. Um, But I was on message boards complaining about like how I would binge eat. But it was all in an effort to get skinny at that point, not in an effort to feel better about myself and to heal from my relationship with my food. So this book really normalized how 
We cope with discomfort like turning to food and gives advice to overcome it. Highly, highly, highly recommend. I will add a direct link to that in the show notes. You you can just get it on Amazon or your local bookstore. Food, the good girl's drug. Second is actually a nutrition program. It's called To Be Mindset. And one reason why I think that I recovered so well and almost so quickly, well, I mean, I just said I was struggling for 10 to 12 years, but once I decided that I was like ready to recover, I read that book and then immediately following that book, it coincided with the launch of this new nutrition program through body called To Be Mindset. So I just naturally was going to try it out and it doesn't have you counting calories. It doesn't have you counting macros or cutting out any food groups. All foods, even treats are allowed with zero guilt and exercise is extra credit. I felt like it was flexible enough so that I could do it without having a lot of restrictions or really any restrictions, but also it was enough structure where I didn't feel like I was going to fall off the rails. It didn't feel like a diet, like all of the other ones I had tried in the past. One aspect that I do want to point out of to be mindset is weighing yourself daily. I'm currently in a season where I don't do this, but it actually really helped me when I first started. One night, I remember I had come back from teaching a fitness class. It was 8 p.m. I had already had dinner, but I was starving. And I would call this, this was probably my final binge, actually. Now that I think about it, I would call it like a mini binge. I came home and I ate an English muffin with peanut butter. And then I ate cookies. And then I had a monk cake. All those three things, exactly. It wasn't too bad, but I had a lot of guilt and truly felt like I was going to wake up five pounds heavier. I woke up the next morning, terrified to weigh myself, but because I was following this program, I was like, I've got to do it. And to my surprise, I maintained my weight and I was so ecstatic. That one moment shifted my perspective and my relationship to food. It was like confirmation that food doesn't equal weight gain, that I can eat food and that I can enjoy it, even if it is a slight, slightly more than I needed or wanted. I just kept going a little bit and it didn't result in weight gain. It didn't result in like me looking any different. It was just a further step that helped me to release a little bit more guilt and shame and judgment that I had towards myself and my food choices. Also that same summer, so that I started that program in May and that summer, I remember I would go out to ice cream around four nights a week and I could maintain my weight. How cool is that? That I loved experiencing them. I loved this program so much, actually, that I became a what's called a mindset mentor, where I actually coach people through this program. So if you want more information on that, then I would love to connect with you. And I will put that in the show notes as well. 
My last tip before the journal prompt is be aware of what you consume mentally. Who are you following on social media? I had to unfollow accounts that I knew weren't serving me. At one point, I found them inspiring because they were my ideal body image. They were skinny, right? They had that thigh gap. But I had to unfollow any account that was focused on drastic weight loss so that I would stop comparing myself or comparing my goals even. I would even unfollow accounts if the person that was posting was super skinny because I found myself like almost wanting to be her or to have her thighs or to have her abs. Some accounts that I really like following right now are at Choosing Chelsea, at Meek Zizan, and at Bird's Papaya. I'll add them to the show notes as well. They are all about body acceptance and loving your body through every season. Love them. I also stopped following accounts where the focus was on counting calories because it was too triggering for me to want to start counting calories again. I didn't really talk too much about that in this episode so far, but that was a big piece of controlling my food was through calories. And it's also why I had to get rid of my heart rate monitor. I had a polar heart rate monitor and I realized that I had become too obsessed with the calories of how many I burned. And I would then do the math in my head of how that relates to food. And I was just using it in an unhealthy way, which is why it is the reason that I don't wear an Apple watch or a Fitbit or any tracker now. And it's so freeing. I love it. So if you are struggling with disordered eating, definitely try out the resources that I mentioned. Also check out NEDA, N-E-D-A, for additional resources. That's the National Eating Disorder Awareness website, also linked in my show notes. This is going to be the biggest show notes that I've ever had. <laughs> um, try the simple solutions I mentioned. You don't need to check yourself into rehab to take your addiction to food seriously, although that would help too. But it truly might just be a book or a nutrition program or someone else to believe in you or someone else to hear their story that can really help you. So for my journal prompt, here goes. You ready? It was actually a quote. And then it ends with the question. Being preoccupied with food may be keeping you distracted from what was really going on. Being really full or really empty can give you something else to focus on that seems in the realm of your control. What happens in the middle space? This quote and question at the end, reflecting back on my middle space and just the fact that food, I, I may have focused on food because it was something I felt like I could control I thought, well, what couldn't I control at that time? And it brought me back to when my ex and I had moved back to my hometown in 2018. It was one of my worst binges post-college. And it's hard to say, like, looking back, right? But if I 
was more in tune with myself back then, I just wonder what I would have come up with if I allowed myself to feel. Because I was always focused on the fact that I felt really full or I felt really empty. And if I allowed myself to think of the middle space of how what else is happening in my life, how do I feel, what is going on, who knows? I mean, it's hard to say, but that's why I would love for you to reflect on that and really think, are you focusing on the consumption of food, either the lack or abundance, because it gives you a sense of control? If you released that sense of control, what would you find you've been covering up? What happens in that middle space? The final experience that I wanted to share with you is just something that popped into my head as I was typing up the notes for this episode, which was how I was so aware during my binge and restrict cycles of how I wanted to get control over it, especially for if and when I ever have a daughter. I want to be able to show her what it looks like and what it feels like to have a healthy relationship with food, to have a healthy relationship with your body, and to raise her in a way where she never questions either of those things, her body or what looks good on it. And I feel like I have worked through binge eating and come out on the other end, even though it will always be a part of my story because it had such a heavy hold on me. And it's still, I, I still think of it very frequently. And if I did have a daughter, I do feel like I could teach her that now, but I have, I have a son. And it was just this feeling of, I was meant to have a son because I did work through my binge eating and it was hiding what I really needed to work on, which was my self-worth and my deservingness, right? What I deserve in, in everything, in life, in a partner, in experiences. And that's the journey that I've been on more recently, which... I'm just so grateful for my experiences, even the challenging ones. And I am so, so grateful for you. So thank you for tuning in. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's journal entry. I love connecting with my listeners. So make sure you screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at samantha.s.says so I know you're listening. And don't forget to grab your free training and journal prompts at www.samanthapenkoff.com forward slash podcast.